This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Arlene Bunn, and here on your drive home for John Oakley, and we continue talking here. My panel, Adrian Batra, Editor-in-Chief, Toronto Sun. John Capobianco, who is with Fleischman Hillard's Toronto office. Lots of political experience. Michael Giles, 30 years. Doesn't matter what level. That's your new handle. That's your new handle. All right, let's talk about. We were, you know, we were just giving Justin Trudeau some advice. We're going to give him a little bit more. And as we discuss the asylum seekers, the elephant in the room, certainly for me this week, was the walk back on the carbon tax. You know, anytime um, a mic is on and I'm behind it, I've been talking about this. We're not going to talk about Donald Trump or Russia or anything. We'll leave it. Whatever they've done in the United States has had enormous effect here in Canada. Has this federal government been on ignore the walking back for competitiveness, the softening of it here? All right. And Michael, let's start with you. Is this a sign? Are they on the ropes? Or we just we just gave them some advice to walk back the asylum seekers. Have they done the right thing here? Well, I'm not sure if they would be taking that advice about the car. I think what they're mm-hmm. doing is they're reading the tea leaves. They see, uh, you yeah. know. Uh, Premier Ford has just been elected. I mean, it was a major promise he made. People of Ontario, you know, there's, there's some question about, oh, did he do this? On this, he was very clear what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the people of the province of Ontario elected him. So if you're Justin Trudeau, you're looking at the province of Ontario, which is critical to the, the Liberals if they wish to form a, you know, a majority government again, uh, or even a government. Ontario is a critical piece of that. Um, if you're Justin Trudeau, do you want to be going up against you know, a quote-unquote attack. You want to be promoting attacks in a battle with the province of Ontario where the government has just been elected. And we're talking, you know, the, the election's over a year away, but, you know, you're, you're going to be in, in the so-called silly season in about 12 months from now. And so the question is, what can he do to soften that? I'm not sure, frankly, if this is even going to be enough. I think he's up he's up against the wall on this. Is it going to be enough? John, I mean, you know, he, he moved it back. It's just, what is it, 20% less? It's from industry. There's other small business saying, hey, what's good for them? Why isn't it good for me? Yeah. And I think that uh, the, the Ontario election, without a doubt, had a, a significant play here. The fact that uh, Premier Ford won 76 seats in Ontario, and a lot of them in the 905, is is a troubling uh, a message for uh, for the Prime Minister and for the federal Liberals, without a doubt. And not only that, but I think the campaign afforded uh, the Conservatives have really bashed the provincial Liberals on taxes and tax increases. And the whole issue of 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 this of the spend and tax and spend that the Liberals had over the last 15 years really resonated with a lot of lot of voters, which obviously turned to the Conservatives and, and under. Doug Ford. So that message about taxes and high taxes resonated. So Doug Ford has actually every right to be able to say that the people of Ontario don't want taxes. It was, was one of his major campaign mm-hmm. themes. They voted for it. And for him then to say and to double down on it when he became the premier and he was inducted and he was sworn in to say, we're going to make this and we're going to fight this at the courts. And not only that, but we're going to get Saskatchewan and others in, on, involved as well as he did at the Council of Federations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a strong message. So, um, you know, I think the prime minister and the Liber- federal liberals are looking at this. This is uh, technically uh, we're in a campaign writ period now, not an official 
short wait period, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think that once the session comes back in the fall, it is it is going to be uh, election season. So I think they're looking, at, as Michael said, reading the tea leaves and realizing that their polling numbers now are tightened. In yeah, fact, in some cases, polling. the conservatives yeah, are actually ahead. Yeah. So from that perspective, Arlene, it's it's a troubling message for them. All right. Um, what, what do you say, Adrian? You I'm, do not want to be the level, level of government that's trying to force a tax down someone's throat when they already feel overtaxed and overburdened. Mm-hmm. And they don't believe that this so-called carbon tax is really going to do anything to reduce our global emissions anyway. And that's the big... You don't want to be that government. That's where the liberals find themselves right now. So this sort of tinkering around the edges that they said the other day, we're going to go from 70 to 90, it doesn't mean a darn thing. I mean, um, even when the former liberal government in Ontario under Kathleen Wynne, we had this cap-and-trade system that they had marketed against what was happening in California. That system went bankrupt twice. I mean, so so Ontarians, Canadians in general, don't see value to this. But it's even beyond just what's happening within the borders of Ontario. You have Scott Moe in Saskatchewan. Yeah. You have the premier of PEI. Yeah. You have it's contagious. The, and when Jason Kenney mm-hmm. becomes premier mm-hmm. of Alberta in May of 2019, mm-hmm. you're going to have him on board yeah, as well. Forcing. And Brian Pallister <laughs> in Manitoba. Yeah. And then you're going to have, so you're, so the liberals are looking at their electoral map. And so if we go out to B.C., you have this protracted fight between Alberta and B.C. on the pipeline. They're not going to win all the seats that they did in 2015. Mm -hmm. Then let's go all the way out east where they are building pipelines and they seem to be able to sort of operate independently without the big hand of federal government. They're not going to win as many seats there either. Um, So you're really looking at Quebec and Ontario to pick up the majority for you. Well, between the border issues and a Doug Ford election, the Liberals have a very, very big problem on their hands. And so I suspect that they're not even going to just talk, like, like, crawl back the carbon tax and scale it back. I don't even think it's going to be on the table come 2019. You think they're going to just blow yeah, I, it up? I think that they will ultimately recognize that. How would uh, they do it? What would they say? I just think that it's, it's you know, this... Put it on hold. Canadian, you know, they'll find another way of yeah. putting it, right? Yeah. Canadians, you know, we're, we're you know, we're doing our part and uh, we, we are going to have consultations with the provinces. That's Consultation. We're going to consult with the provinces <laughs> on how to do this. You got yeah. it. Now, Michael, can, if they walk back on this, okay, so we got, we got the walk back this week. We got the asylum is, is, a, is a growing problem. You have Doug Ford nailing it day after day after day with a battering ram. Stuff has changed for the liberals. However, the winds can change back. Absolutely. And I think one of the variables in this that's a significant variable is the position of the NDP. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Jagmeet Singh has, has not been very effective as a leader. You know, this thing the other day yeah. where he came out with, you know, city should have the right to be able to ban handguns. I mean, it's it's not even practical in terms of, you know, applicable law. So if you banned a handgun in Toronto, you wouldn't be banning a handgun in Vaughan, so you wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to cross steel. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. So you have these issues where the, the I guess for the, the Liberals, they are desperately hoping that, that Jagmeet Singh stays as leader for this period, which he probably will. I mean, financially, the NDP is strapped. Uh, Jagmeet Singh, I guess, was yeah. taking a salary from them. Now mm-hmm. he's not. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, that's, that's the whole... Well, the, the hope for the Liberals lies in the fact that sort of that quote-unquote, they call it the progressive vote, uh, if the NDP do not come up, then, you know, they're, they're obviously better placed. All right, John, let me ask you, who's happy here? You know, on one, there's another school of thought that Justin Trudeau may be thrilled with Doug Ford. I mean, he's got all these troubles, but here he has Doug Ford saying the kind of stuff that worked for him before. 
You know, he's he's going there, doesn't want any part of an environment plan. They're going to say, what's your plan? They don't care. The world's burning. All that stuff. Is Justin Trudeau maybe a little happy that Doug Ford has been so forceful? Just putting it out there. As of today, no. I don't think he's very happy that Doug Ford is. I think it's, because it's, actually, it's actually working for the premier yeah. uh, in Ontario here um, in some ways because his poll numbers are doing well. And mm-hmm. he's actually getting a lot of folks uh, rallied behind him, not only the base, but also the, the mushy middle that were kind of in between mm-hmm. that, are, that went and gave him a bit of a test. I think they're starting to firm up a bit and i think his biggest challenge uh, the prime minister's biggest challenge is that um an election campaign that's going to happen probably literally you know unofficially starting in the next couple of months but leading into 2019 uh his only way that he could smile is if doug ford for some reason starts making mistakes and starts doing things and his polling numbers go down i think he can capitalize on that as a, as a liberal prime minister in some ways but um he's got a hope for that and and i think that at the end of the day given what premier ford has been able to do so far and and the kind of you know says said what he's to do and make the promises and keep them, I think he's going to keep that going for the next little while, so that might be a big problem for the Prime Minister in Ontario. All right, let me ask you, Adrian, what did your nose say on this? Because there can be overreach, too. I got an email from a Liberal friend. You said he wasn't going to be like that. (laughs) You said... And, you know, that tone matters. Yeah, well, sure, tone matters. But I often say this when someone asks me, um, and they're outraged about what President Donald Trump is doing. I'm like, well, what the hell did you think he was campaigning on during the entire primary season? I don't know why anybody is shocked by anything that either uh, that Doug Ford is doing. They shouldn't be. Were they not paying attention either during the leadership or or the entire general election? Uh, I mean, this is exactly what he said he was going to do. This is exactly what he was uh, elected overwhelmingly mm-hmm. to do and with a supermajority and all those things. But to your point about overreach, that's very mm-hmm. important, especially if you're conservatives. Mm-hmm. Get a little cocky, get a little too Next comfortable. Thing you know, too comfortable. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, it's, 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 you know, all hell's breaking loose. And but, conservatives have to be more careful well, about that. Of course they do. And, but but I want to sort of pivot this to Andrew Shear for a moment, mm-hmm. who hasn't even been brought up once. Um, Andrew Shear is benefiting from Justin Trudeau's missteps. It's not by anything that Andrew Shear has been doing particularly fabulously. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been lighting the world on fire. He hasn't been, you know, really out there pushing anything on the border issue either. Um, so uh, someone who's forgotten more than I will ever know when it comes to carbon taxes <laughs> and pricing is Lori Goldstein, my colleague at the Toronto <laughs> Sun. Um, you know, he I, I trust his view on this. I and mean, he's always said they all sound the same damn thing. No one has a good plan when it comes to this. But Canadians will always the, an issue like the environment polls well during an election mm-hmm. or sorry, out of out of the election. But it's not a ballot question for, for a majority of. Canadians. All right. Let's stick with this. We're going to come back with our great panel. I'm Arlene Bunnan in for Oakley. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto.